welcome to Three from the Seven, Relics' weekly news podcast chronicling three of our biggest news stories from the last seven days. But we have a very special episode. We are here live on Jam Cruise. As always, I am joined by my cohort, Karina Reichman. Karina, what's going on? What's happening, Raph? We're on a boat, dude. We're straight up on a boat. We are. It's like that song. Yeah. Um, and I'm we are joined, as you just heard, by the wonderful Annabelle Lukens. Tell the people exactly what your title is with Cloud9 so I don't totally mess it up. Well, I helped start the company with my amazing boss, Mark Brown. And originally I was the marketing director and the director of artist relations, but it's changed over the years as everything does in life. So now my title is artist programming. Um, but I think on Jam Cruise, I uh, wear many hats. And um, my nickname on Jam Cruise is Julie McCoy. And uh, for those who don't know, The Love Boat, that was the great sitcom back in the day. Julie McCoy was the cruise director. so. When Jam Cruise first started, people used to really actually call me Julie, and um, it was great. And so, I don't know, I feel like Jam Cruise, I'm kind of like the mom. Um, I take care of the bands, which brings me great joy. Um, And I think that the passengers have come to see me as a positive force in their life on board, and that makes me really happy. Yeah, to me, from my first Jam Cruise, this is Karina's first cruise, but it's my third. Um, to me, you're kind of the ringleader of this insane circus. People who have never been on Jam Cruise, how can you kind of describe it for them? Because it is sort of a marathon. And you, of all people, are constantly, I don't know how you do it, you're constantly on the move. Well, yeah, no, I love that we could plan this interview at 10 o'clock at night when originally it was supposed to be yesterday when we first got on board and under normal circumstances it would have been fine I had some downtime but we boarded late and so I had to deal with changing the schedule um, which was something that I feel like we have to do almost every time on board something happens um, whether it's weather or whatever but yeah yesterday I had to do a bunch of changes which was which was fine but really it's it's really hard to describe jam cruise I have so many people that have never been on before and they're here and they say that they've never experienced anything like it in their lives and I mean obviously these are hardcore music lovers who are here and but it is you know and it's an experience I mean it's a dream come true for all of us I mean we all have gone to festivals with mud and overflowing porta potties and stuff like that and so to come to a place where you have your own cabin steward and it's just couple thousand of us actually in this case this year it's 3750 it's large and in charge but we're just all here together for five days experiencing the same thing in similar and different ways and it's I think a music lovers dream come true I mean we spent the day in the Bahamas at this gorgeous port owned by the ship that we are on MSC and everybody just got to play in the water and hear some music and do some yoga and just experience the beauty of a country other than the one that we live in. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Bahamas today was fantastic. I have the sun, I have the sunburn to prove it. Um, Circles around the sun is currently thumping in the background, which is absolutely amazing. Karina, you, it's your first jam cruise. From an artist perspective, uh, kind of how has this been as compared to other festivals that you go to? Because you bop around the country all the time. This is true, Raph. Uh, I mean, so far, you know, we're a little over 24 hours into, you know, my first jam cruise, and it's incredible. It's very much like, uh, you know, it's my first time on a cruise in general, and of course this one, and uh, it's all the same people that you see all across the country, and, you know, I'm seeing people who are like, we saw you in Austin, we saw you in LA, we saw you in Charleston, we saw you in Asheville, like all that stuff, and it's so cool to see just kind of the most hardcore 
of the jam scene congregate under one uh call it a roof but you know what i mean it's uh it's a floating circus as we say and uh it's been amazing thus far i'm looking forward to seeing you know more music tonight more music tomorrow more music for the rest of the weekend but it's uh it's kind of an incredible thing it's so cool how you know the jam community of all communities is kind of like you know this one that travels you know incessantly for the music that we love as opposed to you know, it's not the same in every scene, shall we say. And uh, it's really amazing to see people just kind of committed to the music, to the vibe. And I don't know. I love to see that. And I love to, you know, I haven't played yet, but I will play a bunch tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to seeing them all let loose in the weird hours of the night. So it's looking good. We're really psyched to have you on board. Um, when the idea came to us in our inner circle, it was just a no-brainer, first of all, because you're a female. Second of all, because you you kick butt, and um, it's a fact. we uh, it's definitely a fact. But it's going to be so cool to see how your career changes a little bit because of Jam Cruise, because it's such a concentrated market, and because these are like the rabid fans of the jam band scene. They really will take what they knew and what they didn't know about you and carry it with them throughout the country. So you'll get to see more fans at your shows. You'll get to see more likes on your pages. And, um, you know, it really will help enhance your career, which we really love to be able to see. We've witnessed it firsthand. And I'm sure because you're you, it's going to happen for you also. So, Annabelle, what are some of those bands that you think kind of got that jam cruise bump that kind of came on here and were able to really find even greater success outside the boat? Andy Frasco in the UN, 100%. He was fairly unknown. We brought him on Jam Cruise for a couple years, and he definitely equates a lot of his success to Jam Cruise. Um, Even last night, a band called Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers, who I uh, begged my bosses to book, and they uh, definitely did it. Um, Last night, I had a lot of passengers saying, who were those guys? And they really had no idea. And so these are the kinds of experiences that definitely will have them buying tickets to their shows when they're around the country. Yeah, no doubt. So Karina, as a first-time jam cruiser, myself as a third-time jam cruiser, always trying to be a better one, though. What are your pro tips for jam cruise? What are the things that people need to know, they need not to know? What What should they do, what should they not do? I mean, you have to sleep a little bit. I mean, that's really the one thing. A lot of people don't obey that rule. I know, (laughs) I know, but five days is, is a really long time. So, I mean, you know, obviously eat, sleep, and hydrate as much as possible. But also, like, meet your neighbors. Make new friends. See as many new bands as you can. I mean, this is, for five days, you're in one place basically so take advantage of everything that it has to offer we do workshops we do activities we've introduced a wellness at sea program where we're bringing in reiki and gong workshops and yoga all to music and so it just um we have things going on all the time not just music i mean it's surrounded around music but it's it's different and unique um the thing that also makes it easy is like you go to a festival like Bonnaroo and you want to catch one show. Actually, Bonnaroo is not that big as far as the space goes. Talk about like outside lands or other places where you want to get to see a show, but it's like a mile away and you never get to it. So all you have to do really here is like walk down the hall and walk upstairs and downstairs. So it's like a lot of the times when we do the schedule, um, we say, why are you having this band overlap with that band? And it's like, okay, first of all, we're doing the best we can. We've got a lot of bands. Um, but at the end of the day, just like see 20 minutes of one band, go see 20 minutes, another, and then go back to the other band for another 20 minutes. Like it's, you get to kind of see everything if you want to or nothing, because I love how people just will 
hang out with each other and take a little break and just get to know each other and form these families. Actually, today at breakfast, I was chatting with a, a group of about six or seven people who said that they brought 18 people on board over the past couple of years. They've all met on Jam Cruise and they like keep coming back every year and they're best friends, you know, all throughout the year. And it's just like, this is just the best. I certainly have Jam Cruise friends now who I see yeah. literally only on Jam Cruise and it's like a family reunion. It really is. Totally. Um, well, Karina, uh, you're going to be playing in the Jam Room, which has its own sort of lore here on Jam Cruise. And I think one of the coolest parts about that is the fact that your set starts at two or three and then it kind of goes until a question mark. Yeah. Uh, do you find that to be kind of a liberating thing? Certainly. I think the whole, everything about it's a liberating thing. And I love question mark. That's a great thing to be shown on a, on anything. It's just so open-ended and cool. And I'm so, thank you for giving me such an opportunity on my very first jam cruise. I'm super stoked with my, you know, starting lineup of players that I've amassed for it. And we'll see what happens. I like the, uh, the spontaneity element of, you know, everything here and just, you know, opening it up to people to, you know, express themselves at all hours, <laughs> whatever that may mean. So, uh, yeah, I'm wildly stoked about that. That's going to be super, super fun. And uh, after seeing Les Claypool's Bastard Jazz last night, which was, for those who don't know, Les Claypool, Skerrick, Mike Dillon, and uh, Stan Moore, configuration after my own heart. And that's, like, kind of, I don't know, it's gotten me all revved up for my jam room. I'm so glad that that inspired you. Hugely, hugely. I mean, that was complete improvisation it was funny it's like at one point you know I was joking with my husband he's like what's the name of this song I'm like there is no name they're right. all they're all jams and this is actually the second time they've played together Les Claypool had actually met Stan before but had never played before and they played Dude. at Jazz Fest and um now they played here last night and it was just a free form mean jam which i love oh, yeah, and that's it's the it's the kind of uh, temperature of jam that really kind of gets me going this kind of dark uh you know full throttle crazy you know it's wildly freaky deaky and i i've asked my pal skerrick to come and join me in my jam room tomorrow and so Perfect. last night watching Les and skerrick play off each other gave me so much because like you know i played with skerrick before he's sat in entire shows with me and whatnot but watching him and Les kind of do their thing off of each other and then being like, holy shit, like I'm going to be the bass component to this, you know, freak show <laughs> right here, um, you know, in a mere 24 hours ish from now. <laughs> so I'm super stoked about that. And that was like a wildly inspiring thing that uh, that I've seen thus far, though. Everything's been inspiring in various ways. Totally. I'm stoked on it. I'm way stoked on it. But that's what we want you to do is just go in there and have a couple of people play with you and then just let it go. You know, there's there is no agenda. There isn't no set list. It's just whatever happens. And that's kind of the essence of what the jam band scene is about. You know, it's taking songs or taking inspirations and just exploring with them musically. It's so good. And it's so great to be given, you know, a room in which we like, you know, we'll go as deep as we want to get with it. And, you know, really, you know, play with old friends, new friends and all of that. And it's super cool for me to, you know, kind of be the conduit for all that uh, well, tomorrow night. It started as a long time ago. The new Master Sounds asked us if they could have a room to jam in because they are on board with musician friends that they get to see, but they don't really get to play with. And so we're like, oh, yeah, cool. So we'll create this jam room. And um, so it just turned into its own thing. And then after a while, there were just a couple times where, like, nobody would jump in in the beginning. So we're like, okay, let's let's have hosts 
right. you know, not make it not make it specific, but just have hosts and just get it going. Um, totally. Yeah. I like the open endedness of it in the sense of like, you know, I'm sure some people would put together a set list and be like, yo, I want, you know, you to do this with me and you to do this with me and blah, blah, blah or whatever. But I mean, I'm just going full, full, you know, not even a sketch, not an outline. Like I want my players and we are just going to let it rip, you know, so I'm looking I, forward um, to that. That is exactly what we want you to do. And we can't wait. Yeah. Uh, if I can drop some names here, I was having dinner with Karina and there were a certain number of players there who she asked to invite her to play with her in the jam yeah. room. And it was just so cool to see it firsthand of it's as simple as, hey, man, you know, Holly, if you're around, you know, Magner, whoever, like, you know, whoever happened to be there, you know, if you want to come play with me, go for it. And that's kind of the beauty of Jam Cruise. To me, it's my, kind of the way um, my wonderful boss, Mike Greenhouse, described it to me before my first Jam Cruise is he called it egalitarian. The artists, the fans the staff, everybody's eating under the same roof, sleeping under the same roof, and it's like a one big, happy, crazy family. Totally. Annabelle, people who follow you on Instagram, people who know you through Cloud9, you're globetrotting, whether you're here, Panic in La Playa, any of these other Cloud9 events, but not unlike Miss Karina Reichman here, you were a New Yorker, right? You, you born and raised in New York City, in Manhattan. It's so awesome. You and me, girl. That's really amazing, and I think that that's inspirational that we, you know, took... I mean, you're still there, but <laughs> took what we learned in New York City and carried it through our lives and into our career, into our personalities. Definitely. And it's a rare, it were a rare breed once you grow up a little bit and find out that not everybody that, you know, you went to high school, middle school with, uh, you know, and you start branching out and meeting new people. People are like, oh, shit, you're from Manhattan. Right. Like, exactly. No, definitely. I mean, we're very, very rare. I've had people can't even believe that I'm from Manhattan. Right. And I'll tell you a little quick story, which is very interesting, is that Sean Lennon and I grew up together. So... Um, Les Claypool's been a good friend of mine for a while, and Sean and I grew up in the Dakota. We grew up in, obviously, his right. dad's building and John Lennon's building. And so it's amazing because we had dinner last night, and so we could talk about our building and growing up in New York City. And Les Claypool just loves it. He loves that he and I are so close, and he and Sean are obviously a match made in heaven, and that Sean and I grew up together in New York City. And so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's, it's definitely so full cool. circle. I love that. It's amazing. You know, little New York pockets of different stuff you know and then everyone asked me like where did you start how did you get into this and I mean there's obviously lots of layers to the story but I mean I started at MTV I mean I worked at 1515 Broadway and um, you know that's how I sort of got my foot in the door in, in the music business which was you know obviously not anywhere close to where we are today but it was a really big part of my story and my past so sure. it's fun that's so awesome. And, you know, when you're born there, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I got this perspective a little later in life, but so many people come there, right. spend their life trying to get there, yeah. to get their foot in the door and to do whatever it is that, you know, that they want to do. But, you know, I am so grateful to have been actually just there and gone downtown and had my relics internship and had my vector management internship and had my rocks off and all the stuff that I did, like growing up and playing with people and just, you know, it just being a crazy city. I don't know. Anyway. Definitely crazy city. It's a thing. Working at MTV, I know you were also involved in the kind of the wetland scene at the oh, time. Oh, so I was. Peter Shapiro and I grew up together. So he went to Dalton. I went to Spence. And so we were dear friends, junior and senior high year in high school. And um, so when I, I lived in Aspen after college and I was a ski bum and my boyfriend who I went to college with um, called me 
who went to high school with Shappy and called me and said, you're never going to believe who bought wetlands. And I was like, who? And he's like, Peter Shapiro. So I called him on his landline because I was on my landline because it was in the 90s. And um, I said, as soon as I come back to New York, I'm going to live in your club. And I did to the point where there were nights where they were like, and Jake even was just like, you got to go home, Annabelle. You got to go home. I'm like, but this is my home. He's like, no. <laughs> Get out. Uh, just so I can embarrass my boss. What was Pete like in high school? He was he was the same effervescent, you know, crazy little kid who loved life and had big ideas and was just really fun to be around. That's awesome. So were you kind of the lone jam band kid at MTV? or I was to the point so much so that I got fired for one of my jobs because I worked at MTV events and my boss totally hated me because I had like long braids at the time and I wore tie-dye and I just would go on fish tour always and I would come back and she's just like, I just don't think you're cut out for this job, you know? And I'm like, MTV spring break, peace out, sister. I'm going on fish tour. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was, it was definitely fun, but it was, I was, um, no, there was a girl... When I worked at MTV.com, when the dot-com just started, there was a dear friend of mine. Her name was Robin Rothman. She loved jam bands, and she got me really into Government Mule and Mo, which is great because Mo's on Jam Cruise, and Mule's great friends of mine now, and it's just crazy full circle. And so, no, we were, we were two lonely jam band girls at MTV. And, I mean, we were doing festivals at the time, too. Gathering the Vibes was around, and I was doing street team for them. Um, and so I spent a lot of MTV's money on shipping flyers out to street teamers in the mailroom of MTV. So thanks, thanks MTV. I would say I would pay you back, but I give you enough props for giving me my start. So hopefully that's enough. And it's funny, kind of bringing it full circle. Like it's, I feel like Jam Crews, you know, Panic in the Playa, any of these Cloud Nine things are kind of like the MTV spring break of the jam scene. It exactly is. You're so 100% right about that. And the way you introduce every band, you're like the VJ almost of, <laughs> you know, of the jam scene. It's a totally. beautiful thing. Hey, I'm out of bed. We're here. It's so <laughs> funny. Jam Crews 18. <laughs> They tell to beat. No, I'm just kidding. Right, uh, right. You but know what it I mean? is. We're like in our bikinis and stuff like that. You know. Right. So you took a little That's MTV hilarious. with you and made it your own. Much it's cooler. So Much cooler. Funny. So, so is there kind of a like a bucket list as far as what you want to accomplish at Cloud Nine or kind of like the pipe dreams? Like, is there Jam Cruise on the Moon? Is there you know anything you know a, a two week thing, a three week thing, a European thing, anything like that? I mean, That's I think we always wanted to see if we could go over to somewhere like Europe, but it's just really expensive for the fans, and so we have to be reasonable about what everybody can afford because there's a lot of music out there and everybody's budgets. Although a lot of people like to come back to Jam Cruise every year, there's only so much that people have to spend. Um, so, and at this point, you know, I have gone part time and taken a step back. Um, which is great after working for the company for, since 2003. And although Mark is still running the show, we've got Kelly, who is our head of business development, and she's just an incredible um, force in our company. And so I let them, you know, come up with what's next. And they ask me questions, and they ask me advice, and I'm always willing to give it. But um, I had a kid, and both my parents died, and slowly I've just realized that I want to sort of pass off the buck, which I've done with someone who I'm sure you, Bob Kennedy, my dear, 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 dear friend, and, and also who's running Artist Relations now, and just, I just, I do what I do, and I love it. So as far as personally, you know, I'm not looking to 
progress to the moon, but I will follow whatever Cloud9 has in store because we're a company that continues to grow and come up with great ideas for events, you know, outside of the jam band scene. I mean, we're doing Wilco, Brandy Carlisle is a hugely successful event of ours, um, the Avett Brothers, and so um, it's nice that other music fans outside of the jam scene appreciate um, this kind of experience as a music fan. Uh, yeah, the, the kind of the last thing I wanted to ask you about is um, what do people not see? I mean, people see you on stage, they see you running around, but is there elements of your job that you kind of feel people don't realize it's as comprehensive as it is? Like, are you running, you know, beer to a band? Or are you like, what, what are things that you do that people don't realize, you know, from the, the very small things to the very big things? That's a tough question there, girl. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, my job on Jam Cruise is is definitely intense, but the team that we have in place, I mean, what the travel team does and what the operations team does and what the production team had to do yesterday, getting everything up and running as fast as possible, you know, all I could do at that point was switch the schedule and, you know, try to relay the information to the passengers to let them know that we're doing the best we can. Um, but there's tons of stuff that goes on. I mean, there's, there's, you know, we're, we're a, a company. It's, it's an office. There's inside responsibilities and, and things that we have to accomplish every day that people don't see. But that's, that's the point, you know? We want them to think that everything is just running so well and running smoothly and that, you know, whatever the problems are, they're barely noticeable or they're not insurmountable and we just get the job done and, and keep them really happy, which I think that we do. Karina, do you agree? Do you think Annabelle's just absolutely killing it? Annabelle, I think you are absolutely killing it, girl. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful. Like, I mean, as we're looking at here, as we're looking at this Annabelle <laughs> bobblehead that a passenger gave me, it's literally an Annabelle bobblehead. They put my tattoos on it. They put a one sleeve shirt. They put my radio. It's like so crazy. And I just think about how lucky I am that this is where the universe guided me. I mean, I was the marketing director of Telluride Bluegrass Festival, moved to Colorado, left New York, and then six months after, um, the man that ran it decided that I wasn't the one for the job, and I didn't know what I was going to do, and I sent my resume. Actually, when I got this job at Telluride, I had sent my resume around to a lot of people beforehand because I hated my job in New York City. And um, Sage Litsky, who is the head of advertising at Relics Magazine, said there is a job opening as the marketing director of Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Would you be willing to really relocate, relocate to Colorado? And I knew I was going to get the job even before I applied for it because I knew it was my destiny to be back in Colorado because I had been there before. And um, but so, and then that job ended. And who knew that you know when one door closed, the next door opened. You got to believe in the universe. You got to believe in destiny. You just got to keep going and keep your head high and, and know that, you know, something is in store. And then little did I know that someone said Jam Cruise needed a marketing director. And so, um, and the rest is, is history. So I'm just blessed that this is the path that has been chosen for me. And I, I don't take it for granted. I'm extremely grateful to be a part of this amazing team and this bigger thing. Jam Cruise is just, it's really a thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know cer certainly in my life, there have been moments where I feel like I was kind of bound to end up here in the jam scene, to end up here on Jam Cruise, to end up working for Relics Magazine. Um, it's kind of a fantastic 
way to kind of tie everything together. Karina, has there been kind of moments in your life that you kind of feel like, you know, similar to what Annabelle's saying, where things just clicked into place, whether it be working, interning at Relics or working at Rocks Off or any of these things? Oh, my God. The, I mean, the whole journey, of course. Everything was just, I mean, it's been kismet from, from the start, and I still can't believe that, you know, I joined Marco's band, and then I, you know... Right. Started my own band and you it's know like did that. this. And, and you started as the intern. And, and I met right. Jake and I met Jake because I was in a band that played on his boat right. and then he became his intern and then I you know, et cetera, et cetera. The whole the whole nine. Absolutely. It's I think that's, you know, a, a magical part of uh, life. Life. That's life, baby. And you know what? If you love what you do, uh, I think people recognize it and, you know, you get guided in the right way. And I'm sh- that's looks like <laughs> what happened to Annabelle and it's what happened to you and it's what's happening to me. You know, it's a great thing. We're lucky because, I mean, w- women don't always get these opportunities. And so I'm glad that the three of us are embracing our passions and getting rewarded for it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm absolutely humbled by the the amazing women I'm surrounded by right now. Karina, obviously a great pal of mine. Annabelle, truly like <laughs> a legend. I remember it was. Do you remember this? Late last night, I'm in the buffet. I see Annabelle and I walk over to her table because this interview had gotten pushed today. And I kind of went up and I was like, you know, whenever you have time, and you're like, for sure. And I'm like, you're a goddess and you're my hero. <laughs> and I walked away. And Thanks, I was like, was Raph. that weird to say at two o'clock in the morning? I appreciate that <laughs> so much. I love it. You know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And I love that on any level, I've been able to um, inspire women in the music business. And I and I know that I do for a lot of women. So I'm glad to hear I do it for you, too. Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Annabelle. Karina, I know you're very busy, so I appreciate you taking the time as well. Don't, don't laugh. You're very busy. You're a fucking rock star. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to re- subscribe to the Relics Daily 7 at relics.com slash daily. Don't f- forget to subscribe to Relics Magazine at relics.com slash subscribe. New cover, The Lumineers. It's awesome. Karina, any final thoughts on Jam Cruise or anything going on in your life? This has all been wonderful. Thank you, Annabelle, for joining us this episode. Uh, thank you, Raph, for, you know, dialing everything in as always. Raph is the, uh, you know... The brains behind this. Yeah, uh, you're great, girl. You really are. Yeah, you, she crushes everything. She dots the dots the eyes and crosses, crosses the, the T's. That was that was actually right. You said that right. I was I about to do it the opposite. Do the opposite. Yeah. Totally. And remember when I found out that you were doing this podcast, I was like, you should have me on. Right. I totally want to be able to talk to you, girls. And I'm glad that we got to do it here. That's even more special. It is. I agree. And this is let it be known the first episode we've ever done. Uh, I'd say after 4 p.m. Oh, yeah. I know. I was like, 10 p.m. I'm like, they're going to be okay with that. But yeah, it worked out great, right? Oh, we're good. I feel like I'm just waking up. It's all perfect. So thank you so much, Annabelle, for being here. And thank you, Raph, for doing everything. Everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye, Annabelle. Bye, girls. Thanks. (laughs)